0: Welcome to Spaghetti Launchers, a world-building podcast where you throw spaghetti at the wall. And it's up to you what sticks. Each episode, we go in-depth on an element of fictional worlds, breaking it down, and developing unique examples live on the fly to give you ideas you can copy, steal, or be inspired by. We're a writer, a GM, or an all our nerd goblin. Your apartment is a mess. Just looking to indulge your imagination, we've got you covered. And that's slander. My apartment is not a mess. I'm Kyle. Fold your blanket, man he's ethan and he's i'm critical he's critical (laughs) and and on this episode we'll be starting another idea cascade as we we just hit the hit the end of our last one so for this idea cascade we're going to be discussing calamities apocalypses world ending events morgan freeman
1: is likely involved true what's your favorite uh apocalypse calamity movie and i don't mean like post-apocalyptic but like the apocalyptic, like the event. apocalyptic event is happening like but I mean, how many are there where the apocalyptic event is happening in the
0: movie besides deep impact and armageddon 2012 is a good one day after tomorrow day after tomorrow That might be my
1: favorite um geostorm is fucking cinema it is artwork okay have you seen geostorm no dude you gotta see geostorm I, I know you. I know you like. You, I prob- I know you don't like bad movies that are so bad they're good in the same way that I do. I I, I get this, but it's about like weather controlling satellites that cause a mass scale catastrophe in the world that's called a geostorm and they just yell geostorm over and over <laughs> again to the point where like gerard geostorm! butler now does this in public because it's like a meme of himself it
0: uh, like it's it, it's 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 like a pokemon it, oh my god it's incredible like, like it's just a pokemon called geostorm yeah who just has to keep shouting geostorm, geostorm it's, it's geostorm. so good okay so good all right i i i believe you i i think that what we got to there is that We both liked some, like, weather-esque ones. We do. Some ones that are not just, like, oh, Meteor. Boring. But you can do a Meteor. I mean, look,
1: Final Fantasy VII had a Meteor that was kind of the crux of the whole plot of that game. Spoilers. Famously a horrible game. Just kidding. It's, like, famously one of the most beloved games of all time. Sorry, I'm just... My brain is buffering for a second. And we're good. Yeah. Um... Like that had a meteor, like y- there are ways you can do it. Well, like you also oh, had medi- medi- uh, medi- medi- uh,
0: examity exam, uh, exam, <laughs> unlimited calamity, which is the best, story of an apocalypse in my opinion because I, it's also just like because it's so long yeah and you sit in it for a while and it's just it's the best live play D&D you love yeah to see. it's
1: just really good um but there have been like there's always you know apocalyptic events in sci-fi fantasy often get overlapped with like the deep history or like what what matt colville calls the time abyss
0: right it's, a, it's, it's the thing that happened that set you up for the future of like right. of what's the story now Without of, even knowing it, right? Like, shout out to Mass Effect, big spoiler, but like, there is a... 50, every 50,000 years, there is... I think it's 50,000 years. 50,000. There is a calamity event, Correct. which is the invasion of the Reapers. They yep. come in to reset all of civilizations across the universe. Correct. They kill everything. They yep. wipe everything out every 50,000 years, and then they go back to the, the edges of dark space. Yep. And then they come back in. They do it and all over do, again. And that is an incredible apocalyptic event, because yep. it also it's cyclical it's recurring and it's like break can you break the cycle is is the the main question the
1: matrix too in the same way is like can as you again spoilers like as you discover in the second and third is this is the the you know the story of the matrix and the finding of the one is something that has happened multiple times right yeah um and so these are great World building tropes. They're also great story initiating tropes. They're yeah. also great elements for if you're writing a story or running a campaign for your characters, your or your heroes or your protagonists to discover as they go. Well, and um the War you... of the Ring in Lord of the Rings, I would call that a calamity. I think as
0: war of a sufficient size can be a calamity. Yeah, war. I mean, World War II is a calamity, right? Absolutely. Um, I think in like war of the Rings, it's like every the end of the ages. I Tolkien's lore is too deep. I I, I don't want to get I, I don't want to get outtalked by the Tolkien nerds Reasonable. of the world, so I'm not going to even attempt to sure. point out what his cataclysms are, but but you're right. Like it can be it, it is an event where something dramatic happens that is usually, you know, world-shattering. Right. And almost every single fantasy world that has like a, a depth of world-building has a apocalyptic event. And they all have that like one-word description of right. the cataclysm, the right. shattering, right. the calamity. Right. Uh the, like, I, I think in, the, in my, the home room that I'm writing now, the, what did I call it? Did I call it the shattering rain was like it was I, something like it was something I, great I was like I'm trying to come up with something but this it's more than one word but it has to still be in that same that same little category I just loved in our in our
1: past D d campaign um our one of our party members the dwarf Ranger broncho um managed to terrify a wizard into helping us by simply threatening that she was gonna cause another calamity without knowing the lore what it meant he just knew the word that, I mean yeah it was just like but the calamity
0: and you were like roll an intimidation check <laughs> it worked yeah i mean because if if you are if you're dealing with like an erudite individual who knows about it like an apocalypse that happened in the past and you invoke it again and yeah. if it was especially in that instance man-made right man-made calamities are amazing they're they're they are the bread and butter of much of fantasy and if, if you threaten people with that that's not good which brings me to my noodles i got going here do it i'm hungry so i like the man-made idea yeah but i don't always like that it's hubris okay that is an easy it's great like a hubristic wizard it's it's gorgeous it works every time sure but i'm i'm thinking about an an idea of a world that is like high magic okay like magitech where it like Mm. you have my favorite yeah i know you love magitech i (laughs) use it just for you cheers that is copyrighted <laughs> <laughs> you uh, cast chill touch no i didn't it's it's uh, i cast bone chill cuz i want to uh, shock and grasp <laughs> <laughs> okay
1: um, anyway
0: um hubris <laughs> hubris so there is magitech there is teleportation as a pretty standard mechanism and i'm thinking about like teleportation like between cities as like Large teleportation circles, like gates, like like you were going to leave the city, and like right. at the city gate, there's a gate that goes in the world outside, and then right next to it, there's just a teleportation circle that goes mm. to the city that's next. That so like, it's not like, like
1: individuals road. teleporting, like casting Misty Step. It's more like the it's portals. Use, it's portal. Oh, so like the heck the the hex gates in Arcane, where they were having like the sure, airships sure, sure. come through, but like it's like teleportation via technology. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: okay, or it didn't have to be by technology it's just it is right hi, but, it is but, but i mean, as magic. opposed to like individual yes. usage yeah it, it is like standing portals that people use and like they will just like put large uh large uh you know cargo through it yep. people are riding horses infrastructure based teleportation that's the, what, what i'm trying to get at Got basically it. so it, it's of a scale that's sizable it's yep. not it's not like a single individual portal cool okay now they are adding these all over the place as as this technology is this magic is is becoming what's uh,
1: what's the time frame of this like are we talking years decades centuries
0: uh i'd say like a couple years okay it could be happening over a long period of time the only thing that's important is it becomes routine enough Mm -hmm. that people aren't as worried about it now Mm. they're like oh yeah it's just standard right and people kind of nonchalant you've got some wizards who are like so there's a wizard working on an incantation for one of these setting it up yep he sneezes just the most benign accident Incredible. in the world. Incredible. He fucks up the whole incantation. It accidentally instead of teleporting to the town over, it teleports to a plane over. And it and it's, it is now a teleportation. It's now a portal to a plane of pure chaos. What comes through, Kyle? What comes through is not a creature. Oh, you surprised me with that one. What happens if you look at something like Limbo, like in the plane of limbo limbo? no like in the like 5e like or like the D &D lore there's a plane called limbo which i'm using as kind of a basis but just a plane where physics works differently got it so you open up this portal and it invites a challenge to the laws of physics of our world Hmm. and by that i mean gravity is now weaker in this in this chaos plane trees float so every tree just starts, just pulls up out of the ground and starts floating up in the air. Do they still live like yes. without their roots? Yeah. And that's cool. That like and these are just examples of, no, of what no, happens. No, no, no. I'm you. I'm with
1: you. It, it oh. also begs the question does limbo start taking on tre- like do their trees like float down a little bit?
0: Like does it everything like does an equilibrium form? That's a good question. Rocks become sentient and just start walking around. Nice. they're just they're just moving yeah they're not like they're not super sentient but they they just like yeah. all of a sudden are like oh and they just start sliding because gravity's also weaker now so they yeah. so they they frictions less so they can slide my rock so, moving moist sound noise sound like Donald duck it was pretty good though in, in this plane of chaos water hmm. is electrified so, so the oceans electrify and every every fish dies and just go rises up to the top I love this this is great with gravity becoming weaker, you also, it will, and I googled this, <laughs> it will change the relationship between this celestial body and its star, because, hmm. and it will cool dramatically. The world. The world. Because the 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 gravitational pull that that star has is now weakened because it requires the pull of the planet mm. and so now it is no it is no longer as strong a star on this planet and so it will cool it I believe this I'm is how the so physics um, work I'm
1: I have no idea I'm I but you also know my my kink for like physics in magic settings yeah so so
0: basically i'm just making like a big physics problem of all the physics stops Did you working write correctly this
1: for me like this is incredible
0: yeah baby i wrote it for you this- with the drop in temperature yeah a bunch of animals are now shocked and can't live okay because you have a bunch of animals that just can't survive in cold temperatures because it's like 10 20 degrees yeah decrease in temperature so- suddenly like yeah. instantly yeah and then it's gonna also affect the way that time works. And mm-hmm. I'm not gonna get into that. But time dilation, real thing. So that is what happens immediately. And it's not that the world was like blown up. No. It's that all of a sudden everything that they've built has completely different things to so like wind can now push shit easier. Yeah. So all of these buildings have to be like half the buildings are gonna be dilapidated very fast because
1: i imagine a lot of them would also probably be and i'm thinking very tall ones Mm -hmm. i know this only just because like buildings in in south florida that have to you know they change the construction standards after hurricane andrew Mm -hmm. and so buildings now that are particularly tall particularly in miami right they have to be able to withstand up to cat four or five winds yeah without toppling over this would have that same effect or you'd be like oh we have to construct these very Short. because suddenly a breeze Can, might have the same impact. exactly or and again this is more of a physics question not important to the world but I, I if the gravity's less maybe it like it would move it to the side but it wouldn't make it topple over or if it did it wouldn't be so devastating i don't i don't know it would be
0: i think a bit of both it yeah. things would blow easily so I think it's buildings loose buildings on wheels then they would just be fucking rolling,
1: or maybe all the on, time. Maybe they're on
0: tracks. Like, I think it would be more like you would just have to anchor them down. You could do that too. You just, like so but every. Or, bi- but why would you do that when you could have a world with moving buildings? Because it seems less useful. Why would you? Because when you want it to be permanent, I I'm thinking more like you look at like a yurt in Mongolia somewhere mm. that's got in, in, insanely high winds, mm. and these are they're short. But then yeah. you look at how many anchors are on a, yeah. on a yurt. It's true. Like you're doing that with like a stone building. You've got chains off the sides of these buildings, anchoring it to the ground. Yeah. Just in case, because the the like a really strong wind might fuck it up. So, how
1: would people survive? Like, if these, you know, I, I mean, I'm assuming this would have a huge
0: impact on the population. Yeah, it probably kill a lot of people. Yeah. The shock would probably kill a lot of elderly. Yeah. Immediately of like th- the cold drop. Yeah. I think it would probably be you've got sections of that world, like the place around where the chaos and like comes out, mm-hmm. where that portal opens. Mm-hmm. There, probably, a, like a lot of them would die just from the sheer chaos that, yeah. like, like lightning shooting out of it or something. Yeah, I don't yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, it, like maybe patient, beca- doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, however you want to spend. So I think a lot of people would die, and then I think everybody else that, that's arriving because then you now have you have a food problem. Yep. A lot of people who now are gonna have like illnesses. Like just think of something like seasonal allergies. Yeah. When all of a sudden the wind is like blowing you over.
1: Well, I it's funny that you mentioned that because that's when you said seasonal allergies, I thought about how devastating sneezes would be across the world now.
0: <laughs> you like sneeze- you just
1: got people rocketing off.
0: Okay, I don't think gravity would be that weak. No, but I, still, I like, mean, like... Like, I'm thinking gravity is, like, weaker by, like, 10 to 20%. Like, mm-hmm. not dramatic enough that it would ruin the world, but it would where it would create chaos, like, on, yeah. a, on a scale. Yeah. And you combine it with all the other things. Yeah. Then you get, like, cataclysm. If it's... Oh, if, I... Can, if no, you go it, to it, just pure, like, gravity drops to, like... Oh, yeah. Like, 0.1 G, that would be fucking madness. And then yeah the sneeze might <laughs> might be jet propulsion. Yeah. I don't know. But I think this is a great idea. I have
1: one idea and one question. Okay. I'm imagining like very Robert Zemeckis music in the background like Forrest Gump, you know, when the it the beginning and the end follow the feather. Okay and you see and it's like just this little little speck of dust this little feather and you follow it along and that's what causes the sneeze but the music is very positive and uplifting saying so like oh look at this feather and then oh the,
0: the sneeze that fucks up the the portal incantation that's yeah. pretty funny so yeah. like
1: i i just like the, it's a great cinematic moment
0: that and then got there. and then after the sneeze that feather floats up into the, into the sky and is never seen again. Yeah. Or like it comes back down. at like the end of the movie. Yeah. Like it, like it it makes its way back down at some point. Somebody just finds like one feather. Yeah. And everyone's like, there hasn't been a bird alive in forever. Yeah. Or something like, I think birds would probably exist, but then it's like the way you'd have evolution after that, depending on how long this is, Mm -hmm. because then say you don't have the, the trees lifting up out of the, into the sky. Yeah. If, If, if plants stayed as they were, plants would now grow super tall. Mm-hmm. because of, because of the gravity so you would have like mega forests everywhere mm-hmm. every plant would be like towering over so cities could just hide in the bush yeah you'd have buildings just completely covered by grass growing up because it can grow that high now sure, sure and like that i like I love that visual of and like how that would impact the way people interact with the world of like hiding in just like mega grass yeah
1: but I wonder if so back in the 50s and 60s, 50s, I think, after not too long after Superman originally came out, right, people started trying to wonder, you know, this was before, like, he could move planets and shit, right? They were trying to figure out why is he faster than a speeding bullet? Why can he, you know, um, leap tall buildings in a single bound? That uh-huh. kind of thing. And one of the explanations they gave is that Krypton— his home planet had a much higher gravity yeah. than Earth. Mm-hmm. And so that's why, because he was born, he was like, you know, like he was, that was the conditions his muscular and bone structure was designed for, right? Yeah. So he was, that's how, why he was stronger, because it was all relative to the gravity. Yeah. That, A, I don't know if that's true,
0: assuming that it is. It, I mean, you'll be able to. Your physical feats would be more impressive with weaker gravity. That's you, what I'm thinking. You could right? jump. T- you could jump higher. You could lift bigger things. Absolutely. Stronger. But so
1: here's here's the thing, though, is that evolution would actually see creatures. I imagine getting weaker, though, yeah. as equilibrium. So
0: the oldest settled. creatures would be the strongest com- comparatively, especially. Yeah. So then, say you have like, okay, yeah, right, like a in that world. Because it was like, and we don't have to make, like in this particular example, because it was like a high magic, magic tech esque society, they could cope incredibly well. Yeah. Unless, and, 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 and that and, was my next question,
1: if the changing the laws of physics also changes the laws of magic. You I'm, can say yes or no. You can hand wave it. It doesn't matter. I case. can't wave it. Uh, hand too, wave it. Too done. complicated. I don't want to bother. So, it. no, it doesn't change the rules of no, magic. Fuck cool.
0: It. Done. Perfect. Um, All I needed to know. To the first question, assuming that, like, this, I like the idea thinking about that strength component that in this world pre calamity, pre-sneeze, there was <laughs> <laughs> and I like they did this this is a calamitous <laughs> event just known as the sneeze. The sneeze, yeah. Uh, the sneeze heard round the world. And spectacular. It there was like a an order of knights that was um like a like, like a paladin order. They yeah. are like they're good, but they were immortal. Yeah. And they were just like defenders of this one God. And so they in this new world where gravity is weaker, they are even more formidable because mm-hmm. they are from the old world. They right. are from the pre-sneeze era. They right. are immortal. And they once know. They
1: learned how to like navigate and use gravity to the, or the
0: lighter gravity to their advantage. They have the the pre-existing strength mm-hmm. from a different era, and mm-hmm. like their bones and everything. They they would be like just such a formidable force. Yeah. And I like the idea of like in an apocalyptic event some people adapt really well yep. like you, you know if if you watch them like the walking dead where it's like everybody there's so many characters in that show but it's like all those people who like were nobody pre-zombie apocalypse and now they are like in these really like important community leadership roles or like they're like i'm just good at killing turns out that's what i was made for or some shit like that where you're like in these apocalyptic events there's people who like find a calling and who find that they are like they are they are thriving in it. Now, because it's like a high magic magitech system and I and, and I made it where they had like this infrastructure transportation kind of thing very specifically because I wanted it to be like not there's like a single point of failure and everything just goes to shit. I wanted it to be that they have they have in place a system like if we had an apocalypse in the modern world, we can get on a highway and drive. Mhm like that is an infrastructure that still exists and is permanent and helps us Mm -hmm. in a situation like that. But I just mean to say that like having that system enabling the story to still continue where it's not about a post-apocalypse apocalypse. apocalypse, It's about a cataclysm happened Mm -hmm. and we were able to cope in large part because we had set ourselves up for success by like how advanced we had gotten. And And then we realized that that fucked us a little bit and maybe they tail like they pair back all the magic real fast and they say, we, maybe we should do that. Or they say, we need to dial the magic up to 11 because we have to now cope with our new
1: our new existence. That's what I was thinking. And I think you might also, not that I'm projecting from real world, I think you might also see, considering it was technically like human error yeah. that caused it. I wonder if you might start seeing magic still existing, but certain things are now run by golems or automatons
0: or something. Or they just set up no more of these portals. They're like, the portals we have will stay. We will. Oh, but we're not making any. new We're ones. not making any new ones because this is the problem. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. where we fucked up. Yeah, all the other magic we've done, we've never had a crisis. Right. It was, yeah. and, oh, that's I like that. and that's good. Especially because that's like your highway
1: system, and it gives like it gives you an anchor point into like something that you can like conceive of as reality i like that that's that would be a really this would be a really great world for a video game
0: yeah exactly i'm like this is great for a video game especially because like the powers you could give your the player and And, like you're searching
1: for like different portals and oh you found a portal and it takes you weird right
0: like it might be that there are in this situation there are certain like areas they were just abandoned because it was like there was a coastal town, but the water is now electrified, so no one can live on the coast. So they, they abandoned the coast and the city still exists and the portals to it still exist. I love this. So people might go there, but you go there and it is like um it is a black market yeah. kind of like underground city. So you arrive and there's nothing. It is an empty, like electrified water, but then you go into into a building and then you realize like there is like a black market network that exists inside these like forgotten buildings in the city.
1: Very small tweak. I think having cities like that is cool. I think it would be a very interesting point of juxtaposition would be to have one city on the coast that has figured out how to run their city from the electricity yes. in the water. Fuck yes. Absolutely. Just Love one. It. Just one they're quiet they protect themselves like they're like we don't want this technology to get out like we're like they're just like we're they're insular like... city-state
0: yeah totally. And i love an insular city state. i do too i, th- I think they're so cool like I think it, that's and it's dumb. like
1: utopic and it's great like but like and it's just because they figured out how to use the water to like make electricity and it actually probably would in this high magic outside world maybe this is like an isolationist society yeah where it looks like modern society yeah because they're like, fuck all this magic. We don't trust any of it anymore, but we figured out electricity from the sea. They have renewable energy. Yeah. They go out, they hunt, whatever they farm whatever they So can they've
0: do. gone technology where everyone else has like they've gone like modern technology. Yes. They have like Exactly. Light bulbs. They have like laser guns. They've gone full sci fi yeah, kind you of could thing. Do, yeah, like, why not? You could do that. Like they've gone full like electrical lightsaber. Yeah. Like something in that realm where everyone else is like in rather traditional fantasy. Yeah. Um, I think I, I would wonder whether or not they would want to disguise that they are that they have done it, or do they just I like are they positioned because maybe okay they destroy the portal to them or mm. or no, no no they don't destroy it they reprogram it they send them to another city they like change one glyph they change one glyph yeah. it sends people maybe not to like it sends them to somewhere completely random. That so everyone just assumes that city is gone, yeah. it's been destroyed, its portal has been fucked Beautiful. over. Beautiful. So, so nobody and nobody would walk there. Why would you walk there? We have the portal. We through the portal's existence, we know it's not there because right. we've tried to take the portal there and it has brought us to the edge of the uh, edge of the earth. Yep. And everyone's learned don't take the portal to uh harbor town or whatever it's right. called. Like you don't go there. Yeah. The Thunder Coast. The Thunder Coast. <laughs> Welcome to the Thunder Coast. There
1: is actually a place in the world, uh, and I know because I was researching it for a world that I'm building on on the side. uh, It's called Thunder Bay. Canada. Yeah. Yeah. It's very cool. Yeah. I I, just love that name. I am
0: pilfering it. But yeah. So yeah, Thunder Bay. Yeah. Thunder Bay is very deep. Yeah. It's one of the deepest bodies of water in Canada.
1: I found it because I was looking at lists of deep bodies of water. It's very deep. I thought Thunder Bay was great. Anyway, point is, the city of Thunder Bay. The city of
0: Thunder Bay. Which (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Canada, it's ours now. Fuck you. <laughs> we were here first. <laughs> eh, no. I don't know. Neither of us studied history. <laughs> um, yeah. well, the, the joke being that Canada took the land from indigenous people. That's what I was getting at. Oh. Anyway, I think I love this world. I think
1: that's great. Um, And I think it's a really great example of how a calamity, after not too much time, the whole point of this world is about equilibrium. Mm-hmm. right like that's the interesting question is how is equilibrium formed because it's not about there's so many like post calamity or post-apocalyptic worlds like you know think bad backs that are all about just survival yeah this one is
0: not not it's about it is uh, it, in it's, so far as like it's, everything's, everything's about survival. About, but it's but, how do we get back to or how do we cope with our new reality and get back to the equilibrium that we were at we, right. we've realized we can't use th- these systems we we attach our buildings to the ground. We yeah. use different materials. We no longer fish. Yep. We, like we increase production of the animals that can survive here. Yep. And we, ad- we adapt like a lot of our behavior, mm-hmm. but we otherwise are fine. Yeah. We can survive in this new world. Some shit off, off limits. Right. Maybe somebody figures out like you can make a boat out of rubber and now you can use the seas And then people go sailing across the seas again. Yeah. Shit can evolve. Never discount ingenuity. It's not an apocalypse in that everybody dies. Right. It's an apocalypse in that the status quo is shattered. Completely upended. Yeah. No, I love that. And
1: and that actually, what you said about it being completely upended, I think those are the most interesting, too. Like, that's why one of my favorite, it's a terrible movie, but. What I loved was actually the last scene of the day after tomorrow when they zoom out and they show what the new world looks like and like mm-hmm. the United States and Canada is just ice. Yeah, and they like, oh, this is the this is the president of the United States speaking to you. I think he's in, in Mexico. Yeah, way down south where it's so, And I'm like, that's very cool. Yeah, like, and it's just suddenly like, all right, what is this new equilibrium? What is yeah. this new world? Yeah. Um, some noodles that I had. Okay, talking about cataclysms was i I, again i didn't want to go down a world where everybody died because i think that's just mad max mad max did it and it's great so
0: many do it it's just boring i don't it's sad
1: yeah it's it's sad um so mine is a little bit more is similar high fantasy Mm -hmm. um the gods are real the gods this is also influenced by our previous episode on cosmic conflict <laughs> yeah. the gods are not only real the gods
0: are huge okay so they're physically physically large okay so this they're, is important they are not necessarily existing on their own plane separately as like an entity they weren't they then they I haven't okay. quite
1: figured out is this I believe so far like my the way that I have it is that I see this as being very few deities, okay. like four, five. Gotcha. Keep it, but they're massive, like mountain-sized things. All right. And there is
0: a war. <laughs> Which reminds me of the episode where we talked about the 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 god. There that was, that was a de- DJ on the mountain. Oh yeah, that was good. <laughs> that was good. There is a war
1: between the the deities. Maybe they're all siblings. It doesn't matter. Like, make up what the war is. But all these deities, these siblings, end up killing each other it doesn't matter what their domains were twilight whatever it, it it doesn't matter make it up people died in the war naturally very similar to the calamity in, uh exandria unlimited but it wasn't so much humanity and everyone was not involved in the way that it was in in exandria right like it wasn't about like clerics fighting paladins or anything like that right like this was just between the physical deities themselves they're just having a brawl they're just having a gigantic kaiju yeah gigantic, <laughs> gigantic kaiju. like kai, like pacific rim style shit right when the dust settles a few things happen one divine magic is gone okay all of it okay no paladins no clerics no path of the zealot barbarians easy none of it good all gone yeah fuck them point number two these deities bodies are now just lying everywhere because they're so big over this this okay. continent, again, I yeah, don't yeah. think it has to be the whole world, yeah. but just in this continent that where the war was, that's where these bodies are. The divine power that they had is still emanating from their bodies, but it is so concentrated that it's effectively like nuclear radiation. <laughs> so, so there's just a giant like carcass of a nuke, effectively, but. The deity's blood, this is important because there's so much of it, has started, like, flowing out of the bodies and seeping into the river, and that is starting to empower humanity to become stronger as it seeps into the food and the ground and, you know, it starts showing up. Then people are able to start actually navigating this world, this new world that has effectively been created, like, what is in the the, the graveyard of the gods,
0: Okay, interesting. I'm trying to understand. So, in their conflict, they created the rest of the world. So, like, no, no, like, no, 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 no. The world was already created. So, what are they navigating? They're navigating, oh, because now they can tolerate the radiation? Exactly. They're oh. now able to start tolerating the radiation. Okay.
1: And so, they start going, and actually, just like we've talked about in previous cities, like, we love the idea of, of cities built into the skeletons of giant beings. Mm hmm. They actually start building societies in these worlds in these in the, not in these worlds in these bodies. If they're gods mm-hmm. do they decay? I don't think they should if they're if they're divine. but if they're I mean insofar as like divine
0: maybe it's that they decay th- incredibly like they have the half-life of uranium.
1: they they are i hadn't
0: thought about they are decaying at such a so like they can't necessarily use it yet they Mm. can't like build on it right it is still like obviously the god because it hasn't decayed fast enough yet yeah maybe it's like or or you could do it you know we could ignore that or you could do it well after the fact so it is decayed fully at this point i don't know i was envisioning it being a bit more of the after long after the fact oh, okay okay okay. yeah so so, so now they've built they've built civilization in like on the rib cage of a god correct like the like the citadel mass effect where it's like yep. the swooping up uh you right. and in that world
1: sort of similar to yours physics are weird right because you've got such giant divine beings right you've uh-huh. got this whole world where the latent radiation has started to mutate the land and animals that live there and the sea, right? Because some things do still survive. Yeah. So it becomes a little bit maybe Feywild-esque. Maybe do you discover later, like as you pointed out, these things are deities. So do they ever actually die? Or maybe is their collective consciousness just finding a new home somewhere? Yeah. Right? So I like this idea of well so go ahead. Do, are there new gods
0: I hadn't decided that yet do you think there should be I think it's cooler if they still worship the dead ones Keep and going. because one because they could physically see them they're like this and this is a god and they think that was that is a body of this god not the body not the body Sure. They, this is imbued with some of the, the, this god's magic. This god is back in their home plane, uh, regaining their strength. I like that, too. I think that's great. And then they are, like, it, it creates a... They're just, are they
1: waiting? I imagine there are then cults that are probably waiting for the god's resurrection.
0: Yeah. Or maybe it's...
1: And there are people that are like, the calamity already happened, the apocalypse already happened. They're yeah. like, no, it hasn't happened yet. You have no idea what's about to come when these gods are reborn. I I think... I'm, imagine, I'm imagining there are some cults saying
0: that. Yeah, I'm thinking like would it be cool if like while they're... So they've they've made a city in, in one of these gods. Mm-hmm. Do they then... Like whoever that body is of mm-hmm. is that city... Are they all zealots for that guy? Or... And, and then the next dead... The next corpse of a, of a god, the mm-hmm. city that's... People who live within that one, do they then like back that one and then they have like these factions of this and then it's just then you get like a weird kaiju faction war, which seems kind of odd i
1: don't know that you i mean a i actually see that i think that would actually be a very reasonable reaction right like people that are born in the body of a god and are sustained by that body would actually probably be pretty fanatical in their belief yeah and would identify themselves very strongly in it particularly because it's not like you can have the conversation let's without going too political right like why why you know the idea of saying like i'm proud to be american it's like well you had no choice yeah over being born here number one nor is there anything really physical about you that makes you distinct right but in this world because you have grown up physically consuming food and water that has been infused with essences of various deities maybe it all started out in the past as one race humanity but now over time yeah they've started to become facsimiles
0: of the deities that they that they live in yeah i that that does seem like a really logical approach like people would do that right
1: i like it i also and and a lot of it for me i was also it was also just very cinematic because frankly, I was I've been playing Final Fantasy fifteen, mm-hmm. and in that, all of the astrals, the deities, like there are five or six of them, and they're gigantic beings. Yeah. Um, I have this vision of a mountain that is it's a it's an entire mountain range, and there is a just a gigantic sword sticking out of it. Yeah. And just the view of that from afar,
0: I want to make it where. All of the land that these, like, this graveyard, it's all holy land. Mm-hmm. Nobody settled on it. Oh, interesting. Okay. Not anymore. They did at one point, though? Because it, like, so if it was, like, I don't know. Well, I'll come back to that in a second. Yeah. They have inhabited a mountain range on the edge of it so that they can look at this holy land because hmm. because it's important because they know that's divinity. They know hmm. those are gods. So like on like like the the bowl of this valley, like on the edge of this valley looking down at at the the graveyard is where people live. And so people like can take in that view and pick like, we are in the we we are seeing like the peak of power. Those are gods down there. Hmm. We're looking at them. Mm-hmm. And like there's like a reference that, that's created, like that like the cinematic moment of Mm-hmm. Like the cinematic view of just like looking out at like seeing what's clearly like a a mountain size like you are on a mountain you see a mountain size thing that is a fucking corpse mm-hmm. and you see like way off in the distance you see another one you see another one and then people go down into it as like a pilgrimage and then come back. I
1: imagine they would also then discover in there the ruins of civilization, yeah, or of a civilization,
0: yeah like people know a civilization used to be there. Yeah. And but it's but like at this point I like that. people great. haven't really explored it anymore because yeah. it's because it because of the same divi, divine radiation thing. Right. It is and, still there. They can tolerate it, but it's still Yeah, and it's It's not something you want to spend a huge and, amount of time on. And, and then maybe you have kind of like um the um the explorer class mm. that like that that guild of people who are more immunized to like they have consumed more of the divine blood to be, mm-hmm. make themselves be able to tolerate it so they can survive out there for a very long like, like the like the, the, the almost range. like the survivalists right like well like, i was thinking like the rangers north of the wall and game of thrones Sure, that the, too. like the people who like they go to where no one else is going yeah and they're they're okay with it but i
1: can imagine that would also be there would also be some very
0: pious people who would have a big problem with that no because they're the pious ones They are the holy, like they—they are the clerics. They are the the priests. They are the the holy figures in that religion. They are the ones going out there, yeah, living, surviving, and because they are paying tribute and they are like trying to absorb what they can from these gods.
1: I imagine their ability to survive out there for that long would be some sort of sign of their inherent divinity. And then maybe
0: you get very Calvinist. Maybe you get to a point where they start to declare themselves new gods and And they try to they try to and they've been empowered by consuming the blood and getting power from them so now they come back and they say actually guys we're in charge
1: if there is particularly so in this world anytime there is a conflict i imagine that the threat of of the priests coming out and laying down the law could be a very good nuclear deterrent.
0: Interesting. So like the priests living out so they're they're living out there. Yep. And if and if shit starts going down in the mountains, the priests come up. come come up. Yep. They come out of the <sighs> valley. Just like a dad being come make come up there. Basically.
1: Stop that rough housing right now. The priests over time start to get big. <laughs> They get yeah, absolutely larger and larger. But and basically no, but effectively, like because this idea that I'm having right now is coming from what we were talking about before of like the cyclical nature of it, right? Like, has this happened before? This is always what happens. That like is the entire world just skeletons of these what they thought were gods, but are just like these beings layered on top of each other
0: and. As they as they're getting bigger, do the the carcasses start to to shrink and fade and decay. I think it's not that they're decaying, it's that they're being absorbed. Yeah. I think that's good. I I love that. Yeah. Because then eventually it becomes where these priests are now the size of a mountain. So they they just walk over and they're like, I can see you fuckers. Like I can see you like at eye level where I am and just like punch into the mountain and like it just to stuff stuff out yeah um to snuff s- to snuff stuff out and then they start to get territorial because there's yep. not very much room right physically there's not and it leads to another conflict and then the gods have another fight yep and then they they Die. kill each other yep. and then the cycle starts, starts again. again except for every time it happens civilization just moves a little further afield right because now they have to move off of the mountains to a river somewhere nearby sure but Last time, they moved to the plane that they were just on. Right. They just keep moving further and further. So then the priests, as they go out and they explore, they do know this is a cycle because they go further into the like past oh, wh- interesting. where they were. I had, I had envisioned it more that the priests wouldn't know. They wouldn't know necessarily because the, the carcasses are no longer there, but they know civilization is further than people think. Got it. They see, see, they see ruins of... A time like of an even earlier era and an even earlier era right so they know that it keeps going further and further and
1: then you immediately particularly if you want to do this in a game world or something like this sets up that time abyss Mm
0: -hmm.
1: i don't know how 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 would you discover like would there be like maybe one priest left or like one one deity or one person who like found like he's got his own little spring like so, he's big. He's maybe like fifty, a hundred feet tall, but he's not a mountain size, right? But he's just been very quietly, yeah. He or she's been very quietly living on their own, mm-hmm. just watching and yeah, watching. I and love watching. That. I because that like there needs to be a mechanism for the time abyss, especially if the if the priests don't know.
0: Yeah, I, I love it. I kind of like the idea that what if they aren't even that they aren't that big they are still normal sized but they absorbed enough to get some power they're just immortal and to get like kind of immortality and then they exist as like the you know the classic wizard figure the like the like the old sage that rolls through town the Eh, storyteller yeah yeah, no maybe i think your idea is more interesting because like if there's like a 20 foot tall person who lives like behind a waterfall right and everyone's like wait what right there's another one or just who the fuck is this guy yeah and then there'd probably be an inherent trust because like clearly he didn't seek to do anything else than that he has chosen to live a peaceful solitary life someone's gonna make a messianic figure out of them yeah oh okay like there's gonna be
1: a whole cult that pops up around this person and that's probably why they are hiding
0: maybe yeah probably But so maybe what if instead of him going into hiding, he grabs like his clan or whomever. There's like a group of like he grabs like 50 people, however many people and says, come with me. We're leaving. We're going further away. And then he guides them to another like to the edge of the world, like on the like as far away as possible because then they can be separated from all this bullshit. Mm hmm. And then they build a whole new civilization over there where he is like a he is a god king. Sure. But then they slowly repopulate. I know you need a lot of people to like repopulate technically. Yeah. But you hand wave it. But maybe the
1: radiation changes people's genes every year. Like, yeah, something like like that. You can do that. But but then then. I'm trying really hard to embrace this hand waving. Yeah, good,
0: good, good. But like he builds like like his god kingdom at the edge of the world, and like he's not like necessarily over the top. No, he's a benevolent king. He's like, just like I'm tired of of the bullshit because I because I saw that these these gods kept fighting each other. Yeah. So we're just gonna we're gonna be separate of that, and like they can do their own thing. And then the people who live still with the many god kings or the ma- many gods, they start to hear rumors that they exist out there, and then they all make their pilgrimage and let, let, let these gods be on their way. Or.
1: I think, from a storytelling perspective, all you need—and again, we were laughing about Gerard Butler earlier—so just imagine, all you, all you need is Gerard Butler. <laughs> so there's a paladin played by Gerard Butler <laughs> who just shouts, "This is Sparta!" at everybody. He, this his, is Geostorm. His this name is Geostorm. His name is Sparta Geostorm. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sparta Storm. Geo Sparta. Geo Sparta storm? No, uh, I'm going to stick with Sparta Geo. Geonitus? Beautiful. King Geonitus. He's not the king. What? It, <laughs> <coughs> excuse me. So his name is still Gionitus though. Okay. But Geonitus, he is. He sees the conflict coming, right? Like he sees the 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 remaining priests starting to fight with each other, and he's just trying to save his family. Uh huh. And so he runs out and away from civilization, into the wilds, into the fields, into the woods, into the... Right? And then he discovers this long-lost Sidon oh, hidden. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Almost like a deus ex machina, right? Like, the yeah. story is all about this, co- the, the, these deities, these priests, these clerical... Like, these giant beings in conflict, right? And so, Geonidas is, is taking his family out and just trying to survive. And has, and has literally no idea that there is a... No idea that there's another society out there until they're being chased by some beast, and then they are deus ex machina would by the god king the god king yeah and then they realize oh there's,
0: there's a whole get... other thing
1: yeah oh. so yeah anyway that was that was my idea
0: well this was a, a change of format of doing two big ideas in depth what stuck for you in this new two small shout outs because it's it kind of got to be small shout outs given that we did two big ideas i like divine radiation i like the like the blood being like that's radioactive cool. yeah. i think that was cool and i like isolationist uh uh thunder bay yep um i think that one was really cool i was going with just isolation at is, i isolationist I- <sighs>
1: isolationist societies i think are fun i think as a trope they are great for being a deus ex machina providing a a a fulcrum point in the story you're trying to tell or or in a or creating juxtaposition in a world um I think they're also great at just showing different sides and different aspects of like the creatures in the world. Like, like you were saying about the, the walking dead people. It's like, if you have a world that is a majocracy and very hoity toity, right? Yeah. Perfunctory, all that stuff. And then suddenly you have a whole other world. Right. I think that's, I, I I like that. Okay. I like that dichotomy.
0: Yeah. Um, well, that's what stuck for us. Let us know what stuck for you. Just a, a quick show note. Ethan's getting married next month, so we are uh, we are prepared for a full, slightly okay. <laughs> we are going to be a bit more inconsistent in our ability to put out episodes as as he's dealing with a hectic schedule for the next month. Uh, so we will be inconsistent until November. So just bear with us. We'll put out as many episodes as we can. But yeah, thanks for listening. Goodbye. You're just gonna take my words, yeah. You just took my phone. Say it. Say it. Fucking say it. Bad bye. Bad bye. Baby. Bye 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 bye. Bad bye bye.